All right, welcome to another episode of the R. Bill Simmons podcast. And we've got a guest here who I've been interacting with on Twitter for months now. I think you were one of the first people I ever did interact with on Twitter because you tweeted about Bill Simmons and the subreddit. So Alex from Twitter, long time coming, excited to have you on the pod. I'm excited to be here too. It's a like like we were saying, it's a it's a culmination, an apex, maybe, if you will. I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, am very excited to be here. I will say as I, when I told some people in my life about, uh, that I was coming on tonight, I did have trouble explaining the concept, which I'm sure you've heard a lot. They were like, wait a minute, it's a podcast about a podcaster or it's a podcast about a subreddit about a podcaster. But I know that I know the drill, you know, you know, we're going to, we're going to play jazz here. It's going to be good. Yeah, no, that, that's increasingly been some people still <laughs> wonder, oh, this this is a podcast about the subreddit. And and really the name is it's a podcast that started in the subreddit. And yes, we touch on the sub, but ultimately it really is a podcast about Bill Simmons, as anyone listening can adhere to. And yeah, to. I'm happy to yes. Uh it yeah, that's that's the best way to understand it, I think. I'll I'll tell you the best way to understand your own podcast. Um, but uh the yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thrilled to be here on a podcast about Bill Simmons, especially since like, I don't know, I'm always looking down my nose at people who are like, I don't know, too obsessed with Taylor Swift or something. And now here I am on a on a Bill Simmons podcast. I don't know. Yeah, look, on... <laughs> look, Bill Simmons is one of the biggest names in sports for the last 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. We, we could podcast about this person. So may, maybe to start this out, because, you know, we had some back and forth, as I usually do with guests on what to talk about. And I think this leads in perfectly to what we experienced today, which is Bill's NFL coverage is lacking. Now, mm -hmm. we, we all know he's focused on the NBA now, but he has guessed the lines. People have loved listening to this. I've loved listening to this. I've noticed a step down. I think you've noticed a step down. So what, what's your current vibe and status with uh, how Bill's NFL coverage is compared to what he previously had? Yeah, I mean, not to not to pull the curtain back too far here, but I did, like I say, I messaged you, you know, a couple of months ago and I was like, oh, let's do an NFL preview type of thing, you know, for, you know, from the Simmons angle or whatever. And then that 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 couldn't come together. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll go midseason. And then sure enough, we we might have missed it already because to hear Bill talk about it, we are just going through the motions. Um, but yeah, I it's I would agree it's um, it has taken several steps down, probably not just one. And it's not like it's not just about like bad takes or even incorrect takes, because I, I mean, if I had to like confidently assert NFL picks and takes to a huge audience, I'm sure I would get like pantsed on the regular uh, in, in, in many different ways. But um, it's it's more about the fact that it's just so um, it's so like rote and like kind of unthoughtful now. And the, and the thing I keep coming back to and there will be a lot of like oh it used to be better and i don't mean to keep like banging that drum or whatever but like you know even as recently as like 10 years ago you know in the grantland days you know over the course of like a week especially during the postseason you know bill would bring in you would get you know sal on guest lines you get like damashek or house on like regular guy storyline type of riffing you know joking around on announcers or broadcasts or things like that then you'd have bill barnwell come on and, you know, do schemes and concepts, but still meeting Simmons on his own level. 
Aaron Schatz would come on and like talk numbers. And this is all within the span of like one week for one week of games. And, um, you know, now, you know, you, 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 I know you've hit this before, but we're getting just the car wash of the ringer personas who are really, who are like, actually, I think quite, quite skilled writers for the most part. Um, but just like as a pod production, since that's all Simmons is doing now, um, it, it, it feels like a, you know, it feels like a loveless marriage or something. Yeah. It used to be where if you, if we do rewind those 10 years ago, and part of this is I think there is more competition now within podcasts. So you can find The Athletic, for example, maybe doing more X's and O's. But when you had a guy like Barnwell on or Aaron Schatz on, that was fantastic info. And there was a fun interplay because Bill would come out and he'd have his kind of takes of the eye test and what he was seeing. And then Schatz would come in and say, hey, yeah, your eye test is right. These are what my numbers are saying. Or look, man, your eye test is totally wrong. Uh, that's not at all what's happening. And there is some good back and forth there. Uh, you've brought him up before. I've brought him up before. Chad Millman was a fantastic guest on those podcasts as well, giving the the sharp angle, giving the what was happening in the Vegas books. And look, Chad Millman, he has his own podcast now. Yeah. He had it for a while. So I get it. As these As podcasting becomes a bigger industry, other people, other celebrities are going to have it, have it. But yeah, like you said, with the ringer guys, there's just, there needs to be a little bit more personality there. I mean, the, the subreddit, the Bill Simmons subreddit, they are not fans of any <laughs> of these ringer guys, maybe only the ringer fantasy football guys, but whenever Solak is on or Ruiz is on, I mean, it's constant hate and just saying what happened to the Bill Simmons I loved. So not that we're expecting Grantland, Bill Simmons, or Page Two Simmons to walk through that door, but I don't think anybody who's been listening for more than a couple years can accurately say, yeah, the pod's just the same as it used to be. Yeah, and I well, and I also don't mean to suggest that like Simmons used to be this like football <laughs> super genius that was like was like all over. Cause I'm like, if you went back, like I'm sure he said dumb stuff. Like, I don't mean like he is just riffing a lot of the time so i don't mean to suggest like oh he was he was so on the ball and so all over it but he was probably like i don't know not to not to go full set i don't know 37 percent more on the ball i don't know um but it was more but it was more so that like the guests would kind of meet him at his level and elevate the discussion just a little bit like like you you pointed out the shats thing like the idea of like i mean and like obviously as we understand like talking about advanced like data on a podcast can be brutal, but just like framing it, as you said, like what do the, what do the numbers tell me when compared to what I see is a brilliant and simple concept for talking about football. And it, and it's just like, we, and that's, and it's also like, it's not, it wouldn't be that hard to even replicate now, but it's just, uh, we're not getting it. And I'm not really sure why the other, the other thing I wanted to mention to you is that um, you don't even have to go back that far in my opinion, because um, and this is just more about, you know, the the like sliding doors principle or like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Because if you went back a year ago, I'm positive if I went back on my posts, I was one of the people clowning on Schrager, uh, mm. Peter Schrager on Million Dollar Picks because I was like, what is this guy's deal? Like he's he, he's just like a goober. He's like a he's like in love with like hanging out with coaches and talking to them about, you know, what they have for dinner and stuff. Um and, I, and I'm, I'm sure I was clowning on it. Like I'm clowning on this stuff right now, but 
he it's almost like i mean i miss the to, to uh, get to again use a simmons ism uh i missed the unintentional comedy of it because he was such an ill fit for a gambling segment that it was like kind of charming and i missed him like i remember like him learning about the term rat line and bursting out like like absolute giddy like a like a school kid i was like i never thought i would look back and and really miss that and now like i don't know if this means i'm gonna i'm gonna like miss this like uh you know merry band of like ringer guys in a year i don't know i'm a little that's a little bleak but uh maybe that's the case i don't know so in your defense and in my defense, because I was the same way with Schrager and in the <laughs> sub's defense, I will defend the sub. I do think he works better as a, a monthly kind of state of the NFL type guest as yeah. opposed to the weekly guest because weekly, I think he's, his stories don't work as well. He's given you more stories. They're not as interesting. I do buy that over the course of a month, Schrager actually can get some insight from some of these guys. And and I'll fully say that sometimes I watch the that 11 o'clock Fox kickoff on, on East Coast before the, the classic 12 o'clock show, mm-hmm. before the 1 p.m. games kickoff. He's great on that show. And I think if, if Fox wanted to replace Jay Glazer with Schrager, he would fit right in at that 12 p.m. show. He's ready for primetime. He does good morning football um, yeah. on NFL Network. So he is a, a very solid media personality. Once a month, totally fine. But yeah, in your defense, I, and I just think once a week and then directed towards betting yeah. as opposed to just kind of giving his stories out, I think was using him wrong. I mean, even even like my defense of it was that like it actually didn't work and I thought it was funny, which isn't really something you, you should actively plan around. Like, like we're doing awkward, uh, you know, Schrager hour every single week. Uh, I did have one thing just, just so I don't come off um, entirely negative in this regard. And that is that uh, one zag that I have for bill uh, on, on football coverage is actually, and, and this, and this goes against everything you ever heard about talking about football on the internet. I want like a sub pod that is only about Simmons doing fantasy football because that like, like obviously like the, the rule of thumb is no one wants to hear about your fantasy team, not me. And not when it comes to bill, because that is that, that inspires thread after thread of like, what's going on with the quarterbacks. What is going on with the defenses? We have all these like kind of oblique gestures to how weird Simmons is as a fantasy football player. I'm just saying I would listen. It would probably do do shit numbers uh, and, and probably everybody would hate it, but not me. And I'm like, it's just another conduit to understanding his mind. Like, because the, the way you manage your fantasy football team says a lot about you as a person. And we've gotten snippets. We all remember the, the, the like four defenses or didn't he say, no, I did three defenses and then also another one, uh, which is just wild to me. I want to know, I want to pick at that scab a little more, but uh, that's just a little, uh, constructive suggestion you know so so the reason i'm totally on board with you is because <laughs> the that trade that bill vetoed yeah that got that was incredible to listen to and that got so much attention i so i would love that a weekly podcast where bill talks about his fantasy teams with people in the league would be fascinating or if it was like or or i mean or if it's like two other guys or sal and like i don't know some other guy who's still in that league and like Bill's only allowed to, t- it's it, it's like a court hearing. Like like Bill's only allowed to testify, or like a Senate hearing, I guess. Like Bill's only allowed to testify, but like he can't he can't filibuster. He can't like 
prattle on and on. It's like, okay, that's your thing. Now we're going to talk about what actually happened. Because both like, I want Simmons perspective and more importantly, the other guys in the league, because I want to like learn more about it. But anyway, uh, that'll never happen. But I, it was just like an idea that I had. So, so I think the, the only thing that would stop that from potentially working is that it's so difficult for Bill to laugh at himself. Oh, well, that, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be the downfall of that idea. Oh, 100%. There's also a million other things that would probably prevent it from working. But that is the that is the 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 main one for sure. Yeah, the the to the extent that the self-deprecation piece uh, was ever there, it, it sure ain't there now. No, but but let's stay on this thread because I want to bring it back to guess the lines. Sure. Because I think that guess the lines. I'd have to go back to the episodes and, and I keep saying this in the pod, but I, I really do want to do a re-listenables of guess the line. So if anybody, <laughs> including you, is listening and wants to do a group re-listenables of like a 20, 2008 guess the lines, let me know. But I believe what guess the lines used to be is it primary. It was 40 minute podcast. I would say 35 minutes of those were guess actually guessing the lines. And maybe there was like a three to five minute recap. If, the Patriots had a big win or loss. Bill talks about that for a minute or two. Uh, if if there was a big fantasy loss with either of them, that gets talked about or a big betting loss. And that has since grown over the years from three to five minutes at the beginning to 40-minute NFL karaoke at the beginning yeah. of these pods. And it's not interesting. It's really not interesting. And so I have found myself skipping directly to guess the lines but then i also have another problem because when i listen to guess the lines now instead of the i think the setup was so good it was you read the line you have a minute to two of friendly banter somebody like me and you read you the game the, the, the matchup right? yeah somebody yeah. like me and you can guess the line uh, as we're thinking about it as we hear the banter and then sure. boom now they just say the line immediately after the game matchup so I think the the whole construction of guess the lines I don't think is in a, as good of a place as it used to be. Yeah, and I mean you're that's like a I hadn't that's like a really granular way to look at it, but I don't think it's entirely wrong because it is like because like like it was a it was correct of you to say that what they're doing in the beginning is like just kind of recap karaoke that you can find on any number of other podcasts and like they invented guess the lines and it was like a def, def an awesome idea. And and sort of doing their analysis within the context of guess the lines was an interesting way to like consider the next week's games. And at that time, like I mean, I like I wasn't gambling when I was listening to the the pod like ten years ago. I first of all did not have any money, nor did I have any means to uh, even do it illegally if I wanted to. But it was approachable. It made it interesting. Um, and yeah, that's like what what you have there then is like. I don't know, some kind of drift, like you're drifting away from the, um, from the, from the concept that made the thing cool. And I think that's, um, I, I wouldn't have thought of it on like, in like a terms of like a, like a time spent on the segment thing. But I think that that's right. Now they do still have like good chemistry and, and, and that goes a long way. I will say that like, um, like, like them, like two got like two guys who are actually like close friends and like are on each other's level is 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 always going to be like half decent but the thing that you're saying i think is that it's it's being devalued like it's it, it it's not as it's not as like sharp as it used to be because it's just like you say they're kind of letting it letting it slip away a little bit 
Yeah, and what is the actual analysis that Bill and Sal are bringing to the table? Again, you made this point before, and I agree with it. It's not like we're saying Bill Simmons was the savant of NFL analysis, but Bill Simmons in in these in these 30, 40 minutes of NFL karaoke before the Lions, he's reading off schedules, he's reading off <laughs> odds to make the playoffs. I didn't listen today, but apparently he he said his big thing is the Browns make yes. the playoffs. Oh, they're seven and three this year, Bill. What's this? You know? Oh, that's an amazing take. No, well, he also said the big thing was the uh, was the Browns beating the Steelers, and it was like easily one of the worst games of the day. It was just fun. I mean, it, it meant a lot for like because they were both like competing for playoffs, and I was like, oh, that was like like not a factor for me. But yes, um, it's a it's a good example, and I think part of it is, and this is this is not, we are far from the first people to have this kind of conversation, but so much of that is now informed not only by gambling, which is happening all mm. throughout the media, but by like Bill's personal gambling grievances. And since it's like mostly not going well, though he did have a hot week this week. Good job to Bill. Uh, definitely appreciate that. I think he went undefeated in a million dollar picks riding the ship. Um, but like, it's just like, you can tell, like he like harbors little grudges. My favorite thing is like, I, I can't think of a good example now, but like, I don't need a specific one because it happens all the time. Like when he when he criticizes a coach for doing something that he considers suboptimal, but then you look at the box score and the coach won the game, but clearly did not cover for Bill. Like that is even if he doesn't say it, like like they they clearly didn't cover. And he's like, you know, what's up with Sean McVay? I thought this guy was good. And it's like, I, you know, it's um that. So like that, even if we wanted to hear more of that kind of like, you know, NFL karaoke, whatever analysis from Bill and Sal, like. When it's just when it's contextualized entirely by that, it's it's it it gets old, and that's and that's kind of what we keep circling around here. Yeah. Do you have a view on? It seems like Bill is pretty aggressively anti-coaching in the NFL. He thinks that these guys are are not that intelligent. Yeah. And I'm I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, what are you talking about, man? This, the coaches have to run these incredibly complex organizations and offenses and defenses. They, these are very difficult jobs. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. And it's, I mean, it's, well, it's funny. Cause, and we can, we'll, we'll probably get to this a little later, but it seems like he's gone a little bit softer on NBA coaches. Um, at least, like, I, like, I feel like he used to call for guys jobs like left and right in the NBA and it's just weird because, I mean, of the four major sports anyway, the NBA is the is the game where the coach is least important. I mean, I'm not saying it's not important at all, um, but he's like kind of um, pulling punches there to the extent he has punches left. Um, and yeah, definitely not so in the NFL where it is, as you say, like the amount of I mean, you hear like quarterbacks who do like J.T. O'Sullivan talks about this on his video. He talks about it in the context of quarterbacking, but it's doubly so for the coach who's communicating to the quarterback and also considering other factors. But the amount of like quick pre-snap problem solving you have to do. And listen, coaches do make stupid moves. I'm a Bears fan. You don't have to you don't have to ask me about that. But like, yeah, it's a it is a it is a default take. And it's like, OK, we all know like, yeah, like that, like running the ball was probably not great. But like we we, we have to, you know, inform our analysis a little bit more. And again, I'm all for like a thoughtful discussion about questioning coaching moves and you can find that. Um, but again, it's, 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 it's entirely within 
oh, it killed a million teases. It killed a million parlays. And I know he always did talk about that stuff, but it does seem intensified to me, which makes your point about going back and listening and like actually trying to like measure the stuff out uh, an intriguing idea. Though I don't know if I could join you for that. That sounds very labor intensive. No, I'll um, I, one of these days I'll, I'll realize yeah, yeah. one when I'm when I have some time. Um, all right, let's um, you brought up the NBA, so I want to transition to that for a bit. We could always go back to the NFL. So one of the other things you mentioned was Bill's obsession with NBA micro trends uh, over small sample sizes, and then. Before I I um, I have you uh, respond to that, I did want to say I do think probably the reason he is softer on NBA coaches is he has them on his podcast now and doesn't yeah. have any NFL coaches on. So I think that's probably why. Does does he still have NBA? Does he have like active NBA well, coaches? I, I was on thinking now? Doc. He's had on Steve Kerr before, so he he's more in the oh NBA yeah, yeah circles yeah. where. He he still can be that outsider in football because he doesn't actually have on. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, except I don't think he has on football players and coaches. No, no, that's a good that's a good call. I um I uh that's a good call. I was um I was just thinking about it. Like I mean, first of all, where I'm coming at from this um is that like I I myself am an NBA casual now. I will fully admit it. Um, mostly because my sports fandom in general has drifted quite a bit. Uh, I'm older now. I have a family. It happens. And like, I'll always watch the NFL cause it's easy to kind of plan your life around and all that. Um, and so if my teams are bad, I kind of don't watch that much, but that means that actually much of my NBA consumption is like kind of informed by Simmons, which makes me like a very strange person to talk to about the NBA, but this is just basic like data analysis. Like, you know, I, I understand that. It's a sports podcast. The NBA is a major sport and you do need to talk about it. But yeah, the like the leaping to and I'm not even going to touch on the Celtics like, you know, best lineup, whatever thing um, that's that's been well discussed. But like just like like declaring people to make the leap uh, after a week or like declaring people like cooked on opening night. I just like I mean, and then, and then he always does the I don't want to overreact, you know, and all this. But um it's just, it, it's, it's, I can't, I mean, it's such a barrier to entry as a, as a podcast listener, the, the league has its own issues um, with, you know, having barriers to entry. Um, I think part of it is that he's, so, he's that he's so like, he's so into the off season with the fake trades and the free agency, people matching offers, things like that, that when the games actually start, he's so quick to like have those takes like, either validated or proven or disproven or whatever it is. And he's like really chomping at the bit. Um, I don't know. Where do you come down on that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I just laugh at how there's a couple things. So number one, this summer, he kind of, he gives an ode to the fact that, yeah, his NBA coverage has been pretty intense. Isn't the right word, but it's a, it's a description of it, but he that that's when he said I I don't want to be on the NBA hamster wheel anymore mm -hmm. this summer. Yeah. He's he's taking when he, he was on break. His, yeah, yeah. He took his break. You know, and, and hey, we we all do this in life, right? We we go on a vacation, we take a break, we have a long weekend plus a day or two, and we reflect on our life and go that here's some things I'm going to change. And Bill Simmons comes out <laughs> does this. He goes on his break. He goes, I'm going to damn it, I'm going to change some things. I haven't been covering 
the NBA like I want to. The NBA hamster wheel content, we're not going to do that on the pod anymore. The James Harden trade, either he gets traded or not, we'll cover it when the trade happens. Dame Lillard, same thing. So you hear him say this, and it's just so laughable because, of course, we know that this is 99% of your content, man. This yeah. is what, what What is your NBA content if it's not this? So then, of course, immediately he goes back to the hamster wheel before the NBA season starts. And then the other thing is this guy's talking NBA MVP two weeks into the season. So his, <laughs> his entire frame of reference for NBA is fake trades, yeah. all, MB, all, MB, all NBA odds, MVP odds, and Celtics. And it's like, dude... There, there's better ways to discuss this sport. And I'm like you, I'm pretty casual NBA. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it that much. I'll watch an occasional top matchup here and there. But I don't have to, I don't want to get in the weeds of a Rosillo uh, expansion draft. I mean, my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah, here? I forgot about that. And wasn't there, wasn't there like, oh, do you remember the, um, the like, the, the James Harden and Russell Westbrook, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, two two ships passing in the, the night or whatever conceit was. Oh, oh my god. god, that was terrible. And it was well, I mean, it's not like I I mean, I'm I like to think I'm open-minded, and it's like, but it was also it was connected to nothing, like news peg-wise. Like it was just like these are these are two ball dominant guys who me and Ryan like really don't like, and we're gonna tell you about it. And I know that something that you know this will I, I suppose we'll get to it uh, when, when we when we talk about the sub a little more specifically. It's like, yes, you can always not listen, and believe me, I I I listened for a little bit and I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. But I just like, you know, it's a like the the way the like charting the decline is like is just extremely interesting to me. And now um, you talked about this uh, a little bit before. It, it, yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with your general analysis there that I mean, the, the, the guy cannot live without the hamster wheel. Um, but also um, the um, the idea that. Uh, He's got Doc Rivers on now, and that seems to be kind of, at least until Rosillo's g- going to come on after football, seems to be like going to be maybe one of his anchor guests. And it seems like I, and again, I kind of listened a little bit uh, from when I, 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 I had watched like one of the, whatever one of the big matchups was like a week ago. Um, and they're like kind of kicking it around decently. But the thing is like that, that is kind of only interesting as like a scholar of Bill Lore, which I know you are, and the idea that they used to beef so hard. And like they don't like, you know, I don't expect them to like rehash their arguments. That's like that would be something weird. I mean, it would be it would be interesting to listen to. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's an ex-coach. Like it's it's very rare that some of them say anything interesting almost any of the time. Steve Kerr is probably the example. He used to have good pots with Bill. But like, um, I don't know. He also hired a, a a guy with a famously annoying voice to be on a on a podcast. So I don't really know what to make of that either. Yeah. Now, do you listen to the Rosillo pods? No, um, I don't. I don't really jive with that at all. I will. I will dip into a life advice when like it's kind of uh, making making chatter on the sub. But as like a as like a main, uh, I I do not consume it on the reg now. Yeah, I, I've got a tough time getting through those Rosillo pods with Bill on the NBA just because I'm I'm not an NBA hole. And, and I don't say NBA hole to be mean. <laughs> That's just the description I'm using. 
I that's how st- that, that that is that is canon. That's that's like in house stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could say our NBA nephew. I could say NBA Twitter persona. So what, whatever you <laughs> want to use, NBA like intense NBA fan. Yeah, um, I'm not one of those, and I I just think it's when you've got Bill diving into the deep of of the, the league with Rosillo. It's like, bro, it's January. Yeah. I don't need to hear about the number seven, the top seven MVP. I don't need to hear about you making your entire all NBA three teams. I don't need <laughs> to hear about you. Pre- I mean, I think he did this last year. He like a, a month before the season ended, he said, here are, here are the standings currently. And let's break down each matchup as if they played the playoffs tomorrow. As if, <laughs> as if we're not going to have time to do that before. But even regardless of that, the matchups are clearly going to change. Oh, there's a month of season left to play. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm typically out on the on the content hamster wheel. I really am. Oh well, that you remind me of one other thing, and then yeah, I mean, I don't mean to like, and I honestly don't even like again if people hear us you know bitching about this they'll say well then don't listen and i like i say i mostly don't well they, the they thing, don't have to listen to this pod they 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 <laughs> sure don't um the uh the other thing i want to say and he's actually cooled with this in a while but it, it used to come up a lot usually on the media pods like with curtis and jason gay which like what happened to those by the way um the uh him uh talking about and like being on NBA countdown, like he was like in Vietnam or something is just like endlessly hilarious to me. I, I mean, just like the, 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 like he's, he's so mad that you have to, that you only have like 30 seconds to talk about playing, you know, tough perimeter defense and making an extra pass. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's just like, I, I, it's, it's, it's so like, I get that. Like when you're in an industry, you take it more seriously than people who are not in the industry. I do understand that. But um, that was like a little like crutch he would do that uh, really brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. And look, I I defend Bill on NBA Countdown, but I I totally agree with you. I think it's hilarious. He always goes back to that. Oh, yeah. He was he was quite good on NBA Countdown. I'm talking about like the way he tells the old story. No, it is is very funny. It's like he was on it for 15 years. Well, that's the other thing, too. I was like, okay. I mean, there was like a like one play, like one playoff run in there. But anyway. Yeah. But I was going to say, so you you brought up the sub a bit. And I I, so I was so glad when when we were talking back and forth, you said you wanted to do a state of the subreddit because that is the name of the podcast. And we haven't had a state of the sub in a while. So why don't why don't I just give it to you, man? What, what is your state of the Bill Simmons subreddit right now? Well, just for some background, I only started posting, I think, like, um, like maybe like two years ago or so. Um, I lurked for a little while, but like I haven't like I know some people have been on there for like many, many years. Some people. Maybe some of them are on this podcast. Pre- I don't know. Company included. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't speak to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I have to say, and this this podcast that we are on right now will feature. We we it's already featured a lot of bitching. It'll feature some more. I have to say, I I'm I'm bullish. I'm I'm buying stock in the sub. Ooh, uh, yes, I like it. I really do. Now I am it. I am measuring it. I I am I am not a like reddit guy i am on almost no other subs um like like at all and certainly not posting um that much um but like i don't know i think it's a 
this is not this is not a hot take at all. I mean, I think it's I wish there were, you know, I mean, I I think it's a informed discussion for the most part. Um I like the sort of there are really really reliable main characters. I like the idea that you know, there are topics that are hyper specific to Bill like the ones we're talking about here, but also on sports media generally, um just kind of ephemeral pop culture stuff that it seems like Bill would talk about which then like gets infused with all the simmons jokes the piece the stuff the things uh etc now it's not all there's like there's some knuckleheads on there i mean it's a it's a subreddit with several thousand people um some people might say i'm talking to one of them now i wouldn't say that tribe tribe i wouldn't say that i know you catch your your share of l's in the comments but i wouldn't be here if i thought you were one of those people um but uh i like it and i actually have found myself um like and I said this to you when we were prepping the show, I, I, I wish that I had like subreddits for like the teams I follow, for example. Um, like I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan and it's like really bad right now, obviously. And I just, I wish I had like a Bulls subreddit that was like of this tone. Um, Cause like so much of it is like just so like brutally normy, like people just like posting a box score and being like, we're so dead or God, Patrick Williams is so bad. And it's like, come on guys. Like, can there be some thought put into this? Like, can there be like a modicum of of like ironic posting, shit posting, things like that? I know you can find that like in other places, but all this is a long winded way to say I I enjoy my time there. I really do on the on the Bill Simmons sub. Look, I I vouch a hundred percent for what you're saying. I mean, I should. I'm doing a podcast called <laughs> the the R Bill Simmons podcast. It's a great it's a great place. I think there's a lot of people like and I'm the same way as you in that I really don't use Reddit for much of anything else. Tribe has spoke does come from a survivor. It's a survivor reference tribe has spoken. Yes. And so I was initially on the the survivor Reddit, but now I don't go on there um for a variety of reasons, but I just don't think that that subs that interesting anymore and it's it's big. But this one it's it's small enough yeah. So like you said, there there's there's characters. Um we it, it's like Bill is a family member, is like an easy way to describe it. It's somebody who you've listened to for the past 20 years. And so I keep seeing this, oh, like you're you're getting way into this parasocial relationship with this guy. Look, we're listening to him for five hours a week. What what do you expect? I mean, I, I loved when someone like a year or a year or two ago now said whose voice do you hear the most on a weekly basis? Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. Over half the, yeah. Over half the people on the sub said it was bills, which makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't it? So he's in your ear. He's in, you know, he's, he's a big part of people's lives. Now, do we need to be as aggressive as we are and making fun of him all the time? Maybe not, but you know, there's certain <laughs> levels to, how people want to, you know, there's certain levels to comedy and what people want to make it fun of. But, you know, the like for, like today, I think is a perfect example. He has this podcast with Cousin Sal where clearly he's saying some ridiculous things. <laughs> he's watched. He probably didn't watch that much football this weekend. And the the sub, I think correctly, gives him a bunch of shit for that episode. It's like, dude, this guy, this guy had a bad podcast. And that's fine because it's adding to the enjoyment of listening. Or it's it's a lot of enjoyment for people that don't even listen anymore. So yeah, I I totally agree. The sub is a great place, and even like it's interesting to me because there was a post just an hour ago 
where Ethan Strauss referenced this stuff. <laughs> Did you see this? No, no, I didn't. But I, I mean, I, I, I laugh whenever Strauss comes up because he's just like a funny character to me. But but no, I no, I didn't see it. Tell me what he said. OK, so he referenced the sub and he said that uh, it was something about I guess he likes to write about politics and sports or the trends there. But mm-hmm. this, this was the funny part. He goes, um, so, someone shared a post from the Bill Simmons Reddit with me. Something. <laughs> All right. Come on, bro. You're reading the sub. That is fine to admit. We're admitting it on this podcast. Come on, come on this one. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Bob has done the same thing. I made a meme one time that Haralabob tweeted about. He's like, a friend sent me this meme. Come on. Dude, we know you guys are on there. It's fine to admit it. Yeah. It is. And and I'm glad you said it that way because um, that you described it the way you did because it actually – if if you know, God forbid, uh, if this if this thing we're recording right now goes across Bill's desk, and if he if he happens to still be listening, I I sure doubt it. But um, I I do want, and I don't want to I don't get too too sappy here or whatever. If I like really hated the guy's guts and had no respect for him, I truly would stop listening. I really would. Um, but I don't. I hold him in very high esteem for what he means to like, um, the institution of sports media. Um, again, not to get too stuffed shirt about it. And more to your point, when I found the, the, the sub, it, it enhanced the way, cause I was like among my people, it's just like any other kind of internet community. People find them all over the place. Like, you know, and you know, some people, some people talk about knitting, some people talk about water sports, some people talk about Simmons and that's like what we're doing. And I, and yeah, like when I, I think, I mean, might I have some brain disease? I don't know. There was a, there was an NFL segment, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago where I think Simmons referred to the Chiefs as the Chiefs as though it's like leaves. And I went right to the sub. I'm like, anybody else pick up on this? I don't know why that stuck out to me. Sure enough, there was a post. But it is. It's kind of like, you know, when you're when when your friend when your friend at the bar accidentally says, you know, the grink, like the old tweet says, you know, it's just like now you're going to you're like, oh, why'd you say that? You, you, you mean to say, you know, Chiefs anyway. Um, but yes, it's a it's a great community. Um it's, I mean, I listen, people, you know, you could screen grab it with like awful shit that goes on there, but, uh, by and large, uh, when compared to like the rest of Reddit, um, I enjoy spending time there. I really do. Okay. And now you have gone from spectator to somewhat of a participant, but not that much, N- not that much. No. And I, I don't mean to, um, like o- o- overstate my my like status as a power user um almost never make my own posts i do like kind of sound off in the comments mostly on the main episode threads um i am on my my second or third persona i got like interesting i got not because i have like secrets or whatever i got like some of the like power users who post the main episode threads like i don't know i don't and i you'll have to take my word for it like I don't, i'm not in there like doing hate speech but like i don't know one of the guys who like posts half the episodes like blocked me and like the really the half the reason i'm on there is to actually comment on the bs pod threads themselves so um but yeah i um i i jump in and out of there it's um wow it's, i uh, wonder yeah. do you know what comment got the block no i don't i mean i don't it was and i mean i it completely i mean i'm just in there making the same joke as everybody else and it certainly wasn't um I have never like attacked the person who posted a thing. I don't know. It was, I'd rather not dwell on it, but like, it was just yeah. like, I was, cause it was a mystery to me. I honestly, I'm such a Reddit noob that I thought, I thought I was, 
I thought my settings were messed up or something or posts were being hidden. And it, it took me like a couple of days to be like, oh, I got blocked by the person who's posting it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know. That is bizarre. Yeah, shout shout out one of the mods. I think it's Gaius. He he is good on saying you're not allowed to post if you block people because everybody should have like inter you know every inter. I mean, we're getting deep in the weeds here, but yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. If people want to if people want to block, try block me, but don't block me if you're going to be posting the episode threads because that should be totally a free for all for everybody. Okay, do you remember? So you've. So for the listeners out there, if, if they want to get a little bit of backstory of how I ended up, I've got 4,500 Twitter followers. I swear I'm not doing a Bill Simmons brag. I'm just stating <laughs> that because I'm going back to January 2023 when we first interacted. I came from nothing, right? So if you want to <laughs> understand how I got it, it was searching Bill Simmons, our Bill Simmons, and Bill Simmons subreddit. And following and interacting with people that tweeted about that. And so that's where I came came to you. So do you remember your first tweet referencing the Bill Simmons subreddit? Uh, no, but I feel like you might remind me. <laughs> yes, I have it up <laughs> I sure don't. Uh, this is exciting. Yeah. So, uh, so this was from February 2021. Oh, no. You, you screenshotted something. You, it, you said profoundly normal stuff happening on the bill Simmons oh, I, I, I think i remember was it about it, it was like incel stuff or something right or yeah it's it's some guy having a a very hot take on dating and sex <laughs> which i don't even i don't know where the hell this came up in, in the subreddit so this is one of those wonky it kind of went off the rails somehow well again i mean this is this is kind of why like when i was like going on and on about how about how wonderful of a place the subreddit is i didn't want to make it sound like it's prone to the same kind of internet weirdness and grossness that um all other places are it's just like i think it's i don't know decently policed and also just makes for like what also makes for like the extra layer of ironic comedy of like why is this being discussed on the bill simmons subreddit someone's talking about like I don't know what the guy. Do you want to read it? Or? I, so I, I I'll I'll read an excerpt from it. The guy goes. I remember it was like really gross, and that's like, why I said it. Was, I was being sarcastic. Like, I want to be clear when I said it was profoundly normal. It's not normal. Yeah. He's like, I'll keep it one thousand for the first few dates. You got to be a Chad. Focus on having fun. Focus on making them watch you enough to have a lot of sex with you. It's douchey, but all the thoughtful, intellectual, and emotional stuff will come later. <laughs> oh okay that's actually not as bad as i thought it was gonna be but like yes more to the point it's like what i i god i, I mean you could probably go there's some other spelunking too, around right? there and find it but oh my god it's it's um yeah like it's it, it's fun to just it's a it's a carnival of absurdity in there sometimes and it's just extremely fun to talk about all right so i got i got another one from june oh, this is an extremely good idea for a segment um just just, got... meant to, just 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 meant to commend you on that because it's a, <laughs> it's it's like it'll be familiar kind of but also i'm like like kind of waiting in angst here yeah well appreciate that we got our bill Simmons is at it again okay um do you remember a post about if your teacher was a sniper <laughs> <laughs> that was was that on his break is is, is that from an august date it's June sixth, twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Um, because it because because the place does get really fucking weird when he goes on break. But um, uh, um, no, I don't remember about the uh, that that, that might have been about a life advice or something. I don't know because that because that bleeds over sometimes. 
Yeah, and then somebody responded, I had no idea such a hellscape existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, brother, so, come on in. The water is warm, let me tell you. Yeah, so if your teacher was a sniper and he says he couldn't have personally made the shot from the sixth floor window, then your teacher is a liar. I think this is like the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's yeah, at least... I, yeah. I've been I, to the sixth floor museum, and while I wasn't able to look out that exact corner window... um. We could look out other windows, and it was not a hard shot in any way, shape, or form for anyone who has handled a rifle. I personally have no formal training or experience beyond deer hunting, and I've <laughs> dropped whitetails from longer distances and worse positions than that, and Oswald had to take three shots to do it. Oh, man. You see? Okay. Well, at least there we can connect the dots, because, like, Bill does talk about the JFK. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know. It's a central pillar of, of discussion for him, like from time to time. But that's still like an absolutely crazy thing to write. It's so funny. Like this guy, this is a person who like has seen the life drain from a man's iris. Like I, I am, I am like decently positive of that. And just like, yeah, and people just popping off. There's characters over there. All right. So speaking of people popping off during a break, <laughs> we, we have one of those. Yeah. Okay. Next July, July, 2022. So this this was not a uh, comment on a post. This was a screenshot of the post in general. Okay. Um, so this is actually we got two here. So you tweet Bill Simmons is on a podcasting hiatus and the subreddit is really not doing well. <laughs> and the screenshot is what I remember what I, I remember what one of these is, but I won't jump on it. Just read them. Yeah. Okay. So we got. What Bill Simmons themed vacation would you take? This is the one. On? This is the one. This is what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> this is so creepy. I mean, <laughs> and I think it only had one comp or it had five comments actually. So I might have got it early in the day though. If I, uh, I mean, I mean, who knows where that discussion went? It actually reminded me of, I don't know why I remember this, but it like that seems like something. That would have been at the end of like a Simmons mailbag that would have prompted a yup, these are my readers. Because I remember one time in some mailbag, you could you could probably find it, but like um someone asked him, it was like around Halloween, probably during a football, he's probably doing a football mailbag. And somebody was like, Halloween's coming up and I want to be Bill Simmons for for Halloween. What would like what's your costume or whatever? And he handed the mic over to his wife and said, like, oh, you know, wear a Boston Red Sox t-shirt and some like I don't know, Converse or something. It was like a boy, but like that, this is like, that was many years ago. This is like the evolutionary. It's like the Pokemon leveling up of that, like idle, somewhat innocent, uh, mailbag question. Just a Bill Simmons theme, like an, an MMO RPG where you are Bill Simmons. All right. So I looked up the post. Somebody actually had a, a funny comment on this. He said, or it could be, it could be a woman, probably not, but yeah, well, let's, let's be serious. Here. Um, yeah. One of those LA bus tours uh, of celebrity homes, but it's just all nine of Bill's mansion. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. Like, like it's like this is like a that's a legitimately funny joke. Like, I, I I I wish I made it. Uh, yeah, dumb. yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, it's like a, it's a it's a weird thing to post that, of course, then inspire inspires people to either rip on Bill, rip on the person who made the post, rip on each other in mostly good natured fashion, mostly. Exactly. And then um, another one you you screenshotted. How many eggs do you think Bill Simmons could eat in five minutes? Yeah, that's uh, that's somebody was was bored. <laughs> <No, yeah. laughs> 
Well, that's that that's a classic illusion to 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 Cool Hand Luke, one of one of Bill's core movies. But my God, uh, yeah, people people get uh, people get all pent up when 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 they don't have Bill. That's why those are those are a crucial couple of weeks there, July into uh, uh, through August. All right, and then we we got one final one here. All right, this is not referencing a. It's not referencing a post in the sub, but it's referencing an event. So you're actually quote tweeting someone. So the guy you're quote tweeting says, wild how tonight is going to yield either the best Bill Simmons podcast of all time or the worst Bill, Bill Simmons podcast of all time with no in-betweens. This is May 29th, 2023, probably game Celtics. Seven. Or, or, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, six or seven, I guess. Yeah, and then so so you quote tweeted and said, as an active member of the Bill Simmons subreddit, well, <laughs> a lot of skin in this game for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's the 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 other thing, and I don't mean to like get us off the ball here, but like to the point that I was making in that post, I don't really know when I started to root against Bill's teams. Like I don't know when that like happened. I didn't do that for like a really long time. I was never like I'm from the Midwest, so like I don't have a lot of like reactive Boston hate. It's just not like it's not part of like I didn't grow up that way. Um, but I don't know. At some point, especially the Celtics, I don't really know why. Like I, it's I guess it's just it, it makes for a funnier post when it, or a, a funnier pod rather when his teams lose. And everybody obviously everybody knows the face. You know, he's got the he's got the despondent face meme and all that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about myself in that regard. But uh, yeah, I did have a lot of skin in the game. And we all know how it turned out. So there you go. So, um, no, I like that. I, I think that's a good transition uh, from the sub. So that, that was fun. I think everybody. And that was look, state of the sub. Thank you. If, yeah. if you're not, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you were not on the Bill Simmons subreddit, I, I, I immediately stop the podcast and go to the sub. Like you're missing out <laughs> you are. on, on what's going on there. So if, yeah. I don't care if my play percentage goes down because you stop the pod, like go to the sub. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm telling everyone too. Okay, now I like the point you brought up because I thought about this too. Yeah, I didn't always root against Bills teams at all. When did it change for me? And and I, I do think it changed because he got more arrogant about the teams. And maybe <laughs> some people will say, you know, you're just you're thinking back to the good old days and you're remembering the good times. No. I don't think so, because I think Bill used to be more realistic about his teams and he was more willing to take a loss. Now he does not want to take a loss. Either the Patriots are amazing or they're tanking. Yeah. And he only has on his buddies when they lose, doesn't have yeah. to win. <laughs> yes. So I, I think just that the Bill Simmons demand has changed and he has become someone who it's so fucking juicy to root against. This, yeah. this was not a thing before. It's changed. no, 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 I don't know. Um, and I, I can't quite, you, I, I guess you're right. And it's not, I mean, he doesn't, but he doesn't do like skip Bayless stuff yet. Like, I mean, he doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's a, it's a little more subtle. Um, but I, I think you're right. I also, I also think like, and this is kind of, this is kind of related to, I actually meant to mention this in the NFL portion of our discussion, but it doesn't matter because it's Jermaine here too. The um, I think part of the reason, like we're seeing a change, at least with regard to this football season, and this gets back to the the the, the Boston like puffy chested fan and all that, is that I do think he's like learning, like 
he he could always like be feel good talking about the NFL because the Patriots and and that's human nature. Like when your team is doing good, like you're all jazzed up about what's going on in the league. Like who's who's coming for my guys and who's here to get crushed. Like that is very understandable. And I think he's he like and that and that was the case for 20 years. And now he's like learning what it's like, like something we all know about, which is rooting for like a middling to actively bad uh football franchise and then so do and then i guess as you as, as you're saying here like seeing him get knocked off the pedestal there a little bit took a just like had some had some like perverse uh you know charm to it or something i don't know but i don't like i didn't even i didn't i mean part of it was also the red Sox thing and it was like easy to root for the red Sox then because like i'm obviously not rooting for the yankees and that was like a real jolt for his career um which actually brings me to a related question I wanted to throw at you. This comes up in some form or another sometimes, um, which is that do you think he he would have reached the heights that he did if he was the exact same person but happened to be like the San Diego sports guy or the Cleveland sports guy or something else? Or is like the fact that he had his meteoric rise at so you know, at the same time that so many of his teams did, um, are those linked? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's kind of a chicken. And I didn't egg. mean to knock you off your initial point there, but it's, it's related. I think. No, no, I love it. And no, I, I think because I think ultimately his, his, his columns refresh, right? His, his columns refresh. Yeah. 100%. We, we des- yeah, we desired in the early two thousands, the mid two thousands, somebody that was doing something other than the stuffy sports writer. So I think that always would have had a place where I think he benefited from the Boston teams was that he just got so much more exposure for his columns because mm-hmm. when game seven of the 2003 ALCS happens, well, of course we have to hear from Bill Simmons. Same thing <laughs> yeah. with the Super Bowl, same thing with um, all of the Red Sox 2004. Now, Fast forward a couple years, okay, it's like it's like mid to it's 2006, 2007. He, he's a big enough guy at that point, I think, that it doesn't really matter. And you, know, you look at the Celtics, for example, the Celtics were pretty bad for a while in the mid 2000s there. So, yeah, I, I think it was a jump start. I don't know, maybe he would have reached the same heights, it would have taken longer, or maybe his ceiling wouldn't have been as high, but I still think it's pretty high with or without Boston. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible. It's a counterfactual, but it is interesting. It's like our own little version of the was it Brady or was it Belichick thing? Was it Bill or was it Boston? Yeah. <laughs> and I think the answer, just as it is in the football example, is it's it's some measure of both. I like I think that's a interesting way to look at it. Just like kind of like the guy's clearly ta- I'm not I certainly don't mean to suggest that he like backed his way into it because he was a, a a a dominant and prolific online voice at a time. I mean, now it seems like sort of quaint. Um, but like, yeah, at a time when like, you know, people weren't doing stuff like that. Um, but to that, if the Boston thing amplified it, like you say, or provided, um, a healthy signal boost, um, was probably the case. It was probably one hand wash in the other. Well, and here's a prime example of that. So the column that got him hired at ESPN was a epic takedown of the ESPYs. I mean, some yeah. of the stuff, I, I think he... I think he called it uh, a TV show Holocaust <laughs> is, is the title of the of the th- and he was making 
he was making jokes about ESPN female personalities that certainly oh, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be flying in uh, today's society. So, yeah, that that was what got him hired. So, is that anything Boston related? Absolutely not. Are the NBA draft diaries Boston related? No. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that isn't. But then I'll contrast that with okay, so he gets hired not based on Boston, but what's his first column for ESPN? It's, it's Clemens Antichrist, right? So you you know your Simmons well. See, this is why we have people like you in the pod. <laughs> but that's yeah. the first column, and so okay, then it helps that Boston is a top tier sports city. So yeah, maybe okay. So maybe maybe let's reframe that a bit to say. It was good that he was a Boston sports fan, regardless of they, if they were winning or not, because they were at least in the conversation. Whereas that is a lot better than a San Diego. Eh, who really cares? Steve Garvey is the Antichrist, or I don't know um, what what Dave Winfield. I don't know. I don't even know what the uh, <laughs> what the analog would be, but it wouldn't it wouldn't do numbies. It it would not do numbies. No. Um, I also want everyone to 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 uh, to acknowledge or at least uh, uh, notice me or roast me for referencing the Simmons column, uh, Clemens Antichrist, the way Chris Ryan talks uh, movie titles, like calling No Country for Old Men, No Country. Uh, and I say that with uh, with with a with a with a, um, a great deal of respect for CR. But anyway, yes, Clemens Antichrist. Um, let's talk about that. OK, let's talk about CR. What you, huge... what, what's, what's your take on CR? Because are you a CR head? What do you make of the CR heads if you're not? Huge, uh, huge CR head. You're not going to hear me. I mean, I don't know. This isn't wow. going to be good because it's going to be this podcast right now. Oh, you're not. You're you're, you're not. You're not down. We got to. Um, oh, man. Huge CR head. I am not on wow. the CR heads sub. I know that there is like a lightly populated wow. sub for that. Uh, I love the guy. Now, my only issue is like I I wish that I I know he does he's done the watch and he did and he did um um was it Hollywood Hollywood Prospectus right before um on Grantland um but I don't like I I'm always behind on TV um like I'm never really like in the zeitgeist so I don't actually listen to the watch that much but like yeah um I don't know guy is a I mean to use his own terminology guy the guy is a cool hang love the guy celebrate his uh. This whole works. I also said this in my note to you. The um, when he pops onto the big pick um, to do either a movie draft or a director hall of fame or an actor hall of fame or stuff like that. Um, that is some of the best pod stuff that the ringer puts out on the reg. And that's more to do. That's the relationship of the three of them, not just Chris himself, but um, uh, huge, huge fan of the guy. Interesting. Now, are you a rewatchables listener? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, it depends on the, if I'm, it's a classic, depends on the movie. I don't like listen to every single one, but yes, huge, huge rewatchables guy. Okay. So I want to pose this question to you partly because it's interesting, but also partly because somebody in the sub had this question today. Okay. And I responded to them and I said, we talk about this sometimes on the Arbo Simmons podcast. (laughs) Well, you are, you are, you are nothing if not uh, a very savvy promoter. So... I am going to respond to him after this when I release the pod and say we actually talked about it on the most recent episode. Okay. 
why do you think Bill does not reveal the movie before? You <laughs> uh, so this um, again, I don't even know. It was probably on one of my old personas. I have that was one of my might have been one of my first posts before I knew that that was like a played out topic. Um, my theory, and it's not only my theory, it's been it's been voiced underneath is that um, that he that Bill. Bill is, I mean, his, his the, 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 the segment on the rewatchables that they spend the most time on is um, like half-ass internet research. And it's pretty obvious that Bill is going down the list of the IMDb trivia of the film, which oh, is no. like extremely <laughs> lightly edited stuff that is beyond half-assed in, in many cases. And I kind of think that he has an insecurity. Not that he, I don't think he like is like trolling the sub that much, but like, I think that he is a, is, is a little afraid of people outflanking him on like exactly what the stuff is going to be about. But I also don't want to ascribe too much meaning to it. I really don't know. Um, but it's weird. And I appreciate when either Sean or CR uh, does us a solid and flags something on letterboxd, which is, is something that the sub picked on pretty quickly. Uh, that you know, Sean flagged. I don't know Robin Hood or whatever it is. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. But I don't really know. That's like my pet theory. But you can pick it apart fairly easily. I don't know. So you're no, I, I like that. So you're saying that he doesn't reveal it because he doesn't want the listeners to watch the movie before the podcast. I think it just makes yeah maybe, and I think he just like he can he can maybe speak with more authority it's very strange like the, the the basic tenets of podcasting about a movie would tell you like tell us what it is so we could watch it and then listen like so i i would struggle to like actually ascribe like logic to it um so i you know i don't know uh but that's like the best guess i have i think maybe he thinks he can speak with more authority on it if he's got people like fresh listener. I don't know. I would never listen to a rewatchables if I hadn't watched the movie though. So I'm like, I'm talking myself out of it right here in the moment. I don't know. No, no, but that, that's what I think is, is so interesting is because wouldn't the podcast be more successful if he let the listeners know ahead of time, why wouldn't you let the BS pod listeners know on the Sunday pod? Hey, we're doing this rewatchables on Thursday. Oh, great. I'll find some time or, or let them, better yet, let them know in the Friday pod, hey, what, on the Friday pod, we have a Wednesday rewatchables for this movie. You have a weekend yeah. and a couple weeknights to go watch it. That would get more listens, wouldn't would it not? I mean, I I I would think so, uh, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's a I mean, even without you know podcast metrics being what they are, it's a tremendously successful podcast. So I mean, I'm not gonna That's sit true. here and pretend to, to shake to like wag my finger at the guy, but yeah, I mean it would it would seem intuitive. I w I'll say that. I mean, it would seem intuitive to say it would do better, but um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, every time it comes up, someone, you know, it posts and then people make fun of people for asking and you got to put like a, like a, like a quarter in the jar or something for asking why Bill doesn't tell us the name of the movie, but sometimes does. That's the other thing. Sometimes he does. And I wish I could, <laughs> I could assign a, a, a method to this madness because I cannot. All right, let me so for the listeners out there cuz not everybody's going to going to read this. Let me actually read you what the comment was today that I responded to cuz I th I think it is instructive because people really are questioning 
why he doesn't say this. So this is I, I haven't seen this guy. Rogerly, I haven't seen this guy before. Okay. Please, somebody, anybody, tell me why Bill continues to be secretive about the rewatchables <laughs> movie of the week. I don't expect an answer, so this is mostly just confusion. It absolutely boggles my goddamn mind. <laughs> As someone tangentially close to the social media team in my company, these folks beg for eyeballs, ear holes every fucking day. His podcast is one of the biggest in the world. It asks to dwarf any of the others on the Ringer Network plus social media feeds. This would be the fucking moment to build up excitement for this other podcast. Shit. Maybe even give you some time to watch it beforehand. What ounce of value does the <laughs> short of meeting Bill someday? It is in my top five questions that I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven. I mean, this is I, I mean, first of all, I mean, I just love that we're here and the guy have an absolute mental breakdown <laughs> in the middle, like in the middle of his comment writing. And I listen brother I, I i am with you i i you you said it much more eloquently than i just tried to on this podcast so good on you but yeah no i don't i don't understand and that's the other that's the other thing i love about the sub by the way very like creative emotional writing and very evocative like you can hear what the guy you, you can you feel what he feels when you read it yeah and, and i also think it's it's partly it's the maybe the only child syndrome or it's sort of, I, I think it relates to when Bill was watching, he was doing the succession prestige recaps. No, I didn't listen to these because I don't want to hear Bill talking about prestige yeah. TV, but apparently what the sub was saying is he would routinely reveal not only that he got the screeners <laughs> and was watching future episodes, but he was also revealing information about the future of the show. So he kind of he kind of likes that one up on the audience and maybe um, sends that with rewatchables. That's a good point. I that's a that's very interesting. Um I I also because you brought it up, I had a I had a sort of sub segment here that I wanted to not sub is the subreddit, but something I wanted to talk to you about very quickly. We don't have to dwell on this. But what you just mentioned cuz that did happen. I was I popped onto a couple of those succession apps and he definitely did that. Huh. And the the um <laughs> the the category is and i've just noticed that more and more and i and also i'm not the first one to invent this either but it, it did occur to me on my own the the many ways that bill is like michael scott um yeah, yeah. like i mean the, the the many ways like that right there is it like when you allude to a secret you know like michael does this in in many episodes where he's like got a really big secret or something and it's like such such childish behavior um and that's not it though uh the the other the other one i like is being a grown man who is obsessed with his birthday uh that like that that comes up every year september rolls around and it's like we're picking a re we're picking a, a a movie for my re for my rewatchables birthday he talks to Sal if the birthday fell on a weekend about what was going on. Very big Michael Scott behavior. Um, also in the in the infamous money grab segment from or the, oh, the infamous God. money grab monologue from a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> introducing it like like when Michael explains the concept of reverse psychology as though it's something that only he knows about or it's this novel experience. Bill talking about how James Baby Doll Dixon once told him about something called a money grab <laughs> as though we don't all know what that is like 
first of all, it's a self-defining term, like it, much like reverse psychology. Like, like even if you were like, like barely understood English, you could guess what a money grab. If you knew what those two words meant, you would know what the phrase meant. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I know you were making another point about rewatchables, but I, I had that. I had a short list of those things here and it's wild. Um, he also kind of looks like Steve Carell in a, in like a general way, but that's not, that's a coincidence. No. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to take the baton from you and I'm going to run with the, with Bill Simmons and Michael Scott because <laughs> no, go for it. Yeah. I got, I got a, I got a R Bill Simmons post. They're pretty easy to find. So I was finding it as you were talking. So this is three years ago. Uh, R Bill Simmons. Bill with Michael Scott level thinking on this week's <laughs> podcast. Now, do you do you know what I'm going to say here? No, no, but I mean, it's just it. it I I'm very I'm laughing because I'm very pleased that you had this like easily accessible. But no, no, I don't remember. All right, so there's this, a lot to I, keep track of as I was just laying out. But yeah, this was unbelievable when it happened. And for reference, that it has 200 upvotes and a lot of comments. So all right, all right. Different. I mean, we 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 all know you're a power user. I got it. No, this was this wasn't me. This is Giovanni Tr. I don't know. Oh, name. oh, okay. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to give you shit there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. I mean, look, they hate tribe because they ain't tribe. I'm used to the hate. I know I'm that. The, <laughs> the haters gonna hate. The haters gonna hate. So, <laughs> so we got Bill. Bill with Michael Scott level thinking on this week's podcast. So, <laughs> we'll start. We'll set the office scene. The office, season five, episode two, business ethics. One of my favorite episodes of the show. Ha! It's 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 the one where Meredith reveal she's uh sleeping with the customer and he's giving her coupons for steaks if people remember that <laughs> holly's in it it's yes funny. yes so all right this is so this is andy um andy i'll drop an ethics bomb on you would you steal bread to feed your family boom <laughs> in, in classic uh andy fashion yeah right michael scott i would not steal the bread and i would not let my family go hungry so <laughs> The, this is the poster now. Clearly showing Michael lacks the ability to understand the premise of a question yeah. <laughs> and just answer it. So again, this is the this is the poster. Fast forward to this week's pod in which Kevin Clark poses a hypothetical scenario to Bill. Kevin Clark. Brady retires after 2020 and the Patriots go 8-8 eight and eight next year or he plays for Denver. Bill. I can't conceive of going 8-8. Eight for eight. Kevin Clark. Okay, but that's the deal. That's the hypothetical I'm giving you. <laughs> Bill, I'd want to keep Tom Brady and win Love with it. him. Love it. He's like, I, 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 I reject the premise. I mean, no, no, that's you're wrong. That's that's big brain. That's big brain behavior from Bill. You don't have to. You don't have to succumb to ridiculous premises and questions. That's no. Uh, no, no, that I, it, in seriousness, yes, that's another one. Uh, I, I did not identify that one, but the crossover is real there, Bill and, and Michael Scott. So there, there's some good comments in this one. So someone says, Bill, this is three years ago and Brady's still on the team. Yeah. Bill when the Patriots are bad is going to be absolutely must listen. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. P possibly the, the most shot and fraud of all time. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and look at us now. Yeah. Somebody says this. Um, He'll just talk. He'll, he'll just trash talk the league in general and say he doesn't enjoy football anymore because of generic excuse. Wow! <laughs> See <laughs> these people. These, they, we, 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 there are sages and soothsayers here. That's what I'm saying. Does anybody even watch the NFL anymore? I thought we as a society grew beyond <laughs> it once we found out the damage it does. <laughs> oh man! Well, yeah, he didn't. He hasn't gotten on the um on the moral high horse yet. 
but it's probably coming. I don't know. God, that's so great. And then another one is, that's yeah, good. he's such an only child. He always changes the rules to whatever hypothetical, so it benefits him. <laughs> yes. Somebody else. I- I'm not big on ragging on everything BS does, but goddamn, this made me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are legitimately getting upset about that. I know, I know. I, I, I do like to think, you asked about like my posting history. I do, and, and we read the comment from the guy who couldn't understand the rewatchable strategy. I do want... I do want to say, and it's easy for me to like paint myself in my best light, but like if I've, to the extent I've ever like, like, am like posting jokes about Bill, like I'm doing it because it really does make me laugh. Like I do not get, do not put in the newspaper that I got mad. Like it was, I, I can't consider like actually, like actually being mad. Um, And people are probably exaggerating when they say that as well, but I'm just trying to give you like my headspace. All right, and then let, let's finish off with the Michael Scott comparison because yeah. another one comes up. This is from a year ago, deleted poster. Maybe they blocked me. Who knows? But he says this is from the R. Bill Simmons. He says Bill Simmons is 100% Michael Scott, um, and not just because he is dumb, though he is dumb. Um, bo- both were really good at their main craft, writing and sales, and were god-awful at everything outside of that and failed upwards. Both try to sound cool while sounding exceptionally lame. You fuck with yay. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one too. Yeah. That was not, mine was not an exhaustive list. Clearly continue. Um, both rip on others for things they're worse at. And then in short, <laughs> yeah. Simmons is a dumb moron, but I love him because he is such a dumb moron is easy to listen to much like Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did forget about the, the like being, uh, being promoted past your job because it's just the next job up. Cause like, people do forget that Michael was like a hell of a paper salesman. And I, then I like when the show explores that. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, the, it's, um, it's a rich tapestry. I'm glad. Thank you for pulling that up instantaneously here. That's good. All right. And let me actually do, let me actually do one more, which is a tribe. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've earned it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is my podcast. It is, yeah. You're, all. you're running the show here. Yeah. You know, it is, it is my pod because ultimately, you know, Am I am I like do I'm I'm not doing banjos with anyone else with these Bill Simmons podcasts. The, no, the, the, there used to be a Bill Simmons podcast. podcast I remember that. Yeah, which was great. I I, I want to be doing banjos with those guys. Iron I sharpens the, iron. That's the yeah. I mean that's the idea. I want those guys to come back, but no the the one that I'm referencing. So so Bill's kind of classic. So I, I had this from a year ago, but he said this many pods. The quote is, I've never been in the same room as cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I don't know, man. You could, you could go either way in it. But what, what I referenced is there's, there's the episode of The Office when it's the drug test. Dwight yeah. finds a half-smoked joint in the parking lot. And then he starts drug testing everybody. And Michael went to a concert. <laughs> like whatever the last week and smoked I, what did he call it, like a clove cigarette or something i don't yeah yeah i think so i don't i, I don't i i remember this this episode but i don't remember like the exact thing i i do remember the anecdote though so yes it's yes yeah, uh, so, again the vibes are there yeah yeah so then um ryan said uh i don't think uh michael's ever done drugs i don't know <laughs> if anyone's ever offered him ever off oh yeah see that's so sad that's, and, and so then i made the meme where i said i have ryan here and i said i don't think bill's ever done coke i don't know if anyone's ever offered him any. 
that's another one that comes up like you actually think uh, i don't know i i have no way of uh, knowing but yeah. well, I, actually, I actually pop up here too so bob weir's hot legs who shout out bob weir he's been in the pod many a time uh crazy that the guy who invented vegas doesn't even know what coke tastes like. oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's, the, that, that, that's the other thing you like it allowed like it's it's a conduit to riff on all the core bill jokes like inventing vegas well so that he so then this is kind of here we go so i respond or worked for john skipper bill visited skipper's office many times i'm sure and for people that aren't in the know, John Skipper was extorted for cocaine, or at least yes. his <laughs> Okay, so Bob Weir responds, that episode of Friends where Jennifer Anderson takes up smoking to network with coworkers, except Bill with cocaine. Yeah, except, <laughs> I was going to say, not, not Bill with smoking. One, he's, uh, he, would, he would tell you he's like one of the coolest smokers ever. But yes, definitely Bill with cocaine, from what, from what we understand. And then, and then I responded, I guess I was on a bender that day, I said... Bill tried it and immediately started blurting out his top 13, top six underrated Larry Bird games. And then no one ever asked him again. Do you remember? <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember one? There, there was like a, a, a stray passage in a, in a Bill Simmons column once where he swore he could identify the exact season of, a, of, of Larry Bird's career. If you just, if he could just see his haircut. <laughs> so. I, I, that does ring a bell, but where I thought you were going was oh yeah, there are many iterations of no, it. No, I thought you. Were, well, I thought where you were going was Friends based on Jennifer Aniston's weight. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> but see but that could be a Bill Simmons thing, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't going there. No, I remember the 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 both the, the Larry Bird hair and the bulkiness of his back brace. That was the other thing that he used to uh, that he used to be able to ID. Yes, the he the back brace that every year gains five pounds. Yes, yes. No, I think he legitimately he he talks about how I think he first he liked Jennifer Anderson in the first couple episodes or the first couple seasons of Friends before she got too skinny or something. Yeah, you know, they, like like you said, I mean, this is the sort sort of stuff that wouldn't really fly now. Wait, 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 did he actually write that? Or you're saying? Um... I could probably, I, he said something like that. I could probably find it at some point. But he he was also the guy that was he's he claims that he barely watched Friends because it got too chick flicky, but yet he <laughs> yes. knew the intricate details of the show when he was writing about that. No, dude. I mean, we we'd have to cross reference, but he was he was always very and and we saw this pop up again with his with his stirring emotional tribute to Matthew Perry with the. Uh, he thought like I, I I'm actually somewhat of a I have very I have like pretty normy like 90s TV tastes and I actually like like Friends like quite a lot even though it's like by no means cool. I did think it was really funny when he said like that show was like in those first couple seasons was like really realistic in terms of like what it was like to be like a young person in a big city and I'm like I don't know man like those are just pretty conventional sitcom pilots <laughs> like they were it was just like I mean they had like incredibly like charming and and like engaging cast which is why like it took off the way it did but I I had to chuckle at that one a little bit and yes he probably he certainly watched it and enjoyed it more than he's letting on to your question yeah I mean B Bill his wheelhouse is the after college friends are in separate locations or they're getting together or they don't know where to go in life I mean, that is, you want to make some content for Bill Simmons, that's his show. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, he he taught, he has a lot of his favorite movies that are like that. Actually, now that we're on the subject, I, I didn't plan on this, but I, I'm interested. 
So when when did you start reading Simmons? What's your what's your initial background with him? Um, not to not an AOL like uh not the AOL uh days. Um, but definitely, I think it was. I think it was around. It would it would have been oh three oh four. It was when those Yankees and Red Sox uh, teams were really, um, were, were were like at the center of 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 the sports universe. I was in high school at that time, and. Uh, yeah, that was sort of the jumping off point. And then I never, I never, I, I didn't come to the pod when it started. Cause like a lot of people, I didn't really quite understand what like a podcast was and all of that. So I'm not like, I didn't listen to the first Steiny Mo tin can podcast. Um, but yeah, so I mean, God, I didn't even think about that until you just said that, but we're definitely going on definitely nearly 20 years now, which is half my life. Yeah. So, um, so do, do you feel like he has changed or do you think he holds back more? compared to what he used to write and pot about. I mean, we've all changed, right? I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly different than I was 20 years ago. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's sitting on, I mean, I think he's more mindful of the things he says, but like, I, I also think that that's like quite normal to be. I know a, a, a popular discussion on the pod is like, you know, or, or rather on the sub, um, is like I don't know what like like what degree he went woke or something, and I don't really think that's like that useful of a lens to look at Simmons because like obviously as we've already covered here, like yeah, like there's stuff that like would never fly, um, okay. like and and like we you know you 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 post on the on your Twitter account that stuff all the time, and it's definitely funny to like look back and like wow that would like never get posted by <clears throat> by Bill or really by anybody with like a modicum of taste now, but I don't like I'm not. I'm not scandalized by that. I'm more scandalized about the things we talked about earlier. The idea of just kind of like settling into routines and like, you know, not, and, and not being as thoughtful about like the core stuff you're covering. So I don't know. It's a sort of a, a circular answer to what you're saying. I mean, I think he, he's clearly changed um, as we all have. I don't, I don't know if I buy that. He's like biting his tongue that much, but again, that, that would, that would veer into a degree of like psychoanalysis that, I like really don't feel qualified to comment on, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I think where where my issue lies more is that I I feel like he he really sold us on the the outsider perspective, right? That was he he wasn't in the locker rooms, and then he made it a point to yeah. to kind of like okay, since I'm not going to be in here. I'm going to cover sports a certain way and, and I'm, I'm going to have all these mailbags with my fans and, you know, had the have the fan interaction. And then nowadays, I mean, he's clearly not an outsider anymore, mm-hmm. but I, I almost feel like he, I maybe not, I'm not putting it exactly how I want to, but I feel like rather than in, in like rather than fully embrace that he's not an outsider, he still kind of wants to play as oh like I'm I'm an unbiased ranker of the NBA players and it's like bro like you don't you can you, you can vote on the MVP play. for one thing <laughs> yeah like you can freely admit hey like I, I I have some connections in the league you know what I think it goes back to I think it goes back to those Kevin Durant pods yeah it's like I think the Kevin Durant pods broke the idea of Simmons as the outsider for good. Yes, when he was at Grantland, he's going around interviewing people at the All-Star Games, things like that. 
but at least he you, you still felt like he was grounded a bit and he wasn't going to be as biased but when he has on KD I feel like that's the moment and it didn't help that those pods were terrible but but that's the moment <laughs> yeah. where I felt like he's really trying to like hitch his wagon to KD because he thinks it's going to be good for his career and he's not being objective about KD the actual basketball player trying to claim that Katie's almost as good as LeBron there. What was that one? Um, there was some finals where he claims that LeBron's supporting cast was as good as Katie's supporting cast with the warriors, which obviously is not true. So yeah. I think maybe that's like my, my biggest annoyance with him is that he is, he, he tries to have it both ways instead of just fully committing to one. If that makes sense. That's, that's true. But like, I don't know. I don't know that I want full insider bill because that kind of gets to what we were saying at the beginning about like there's tons of those now. And I do I'm kind of I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit, but like I don't want him like full on. I guess he could do like, you know, his version of like being hyper. And I mean, you hear Rosillo do this sometimes too. like he'll gesture to like conversate like when he just says I talk to guys and it's like that's like as 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 detailed as you get. Um, so again, I'm like trying to imagine a counterfactual here, but I don't know if I want like hyper plugged in Bill Simmons, but I don't know, maybe it would be better. I don't know. I mean, I definitely agree that the, that the, that the, that the, that the Durant pods are a, are a fulcrum, um, or at least like a, like a pivot point, if we want to say, um, just in the sense of like the both both because they were failures and the idea about like how he reacted to the failure the idea um and this i mean it is funny when it comes up that like i mean when we can talk all we want about how bill is washed but like any any circumstance that leads us to like you know sal and house giving him shit for having a private chef is like something i can always and like that's that that's just like a passing joke but that gets to what you're talking about where it's like i am I am like striking the posture of normal guy and I can't quite keep out my like my like, you know, hyper famous uh, and hyper successful status. Yeah. And I've I've talked about it because some people there's some Bill Simmons fan that like it even came up today about Barstool. Like there's some people that hate everything Barstool and you can't have a conversation even mentioning them. Now, I don't listen to Barstool stuff. I've, I've listened to the occasional PM part of my take episode, but it's not, I might listen to one interview like every couple months of theirs. I don't listen, really listen to that podcast. It's bill or not really much of anything for a sports podcast. But I think one, one thing that Portnoy has done and he, and he plays the asshole, but he, he fully embraces being rich, but, yeah. but he kind of like makes that his persona Whereas I feel like Bill, with a perfect example, the public-private chef thing, he still <laughs> kind of like tries to have it both ways. And I'm just like, dude, lean into the fact that you're rich. Like you don't you don't have to go Portnoy, full Portnoy, but there there's way there's kind of ways to to do this a little bit differently than he's currently doing it now. And I don't know, may, maybe I'm nitpicking because it's my nature to do it because of how my relationship is with Bill these days. But stuff's gonna <laughs> come after me for having a parasocial relationship but i don't know you you might be a little bit uh picking nits uh but um just because like i mean i i mean regardless of like what level of comfort he has with disclosing or like being open with his fame or whatever it's like i really do just wish like some more effort went into the 
went into the like general thrust of the pods, which is what I keep coming back to. I don't mean yeah. to oversimplify the issue there, but like that is what I keep coming back to. And I, if it's if to the extent those issues are related, and per- perhaps they are, I, Lord knows, I mean, I, let me be really clear. If I had that level of success, I I doubt I'd even still be doing podcasts. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just like you know, I, if if there's a lament to have, it's really just more like, um. You know, I mean, he was successful before, but like, you know, the idea of like, you know, like giving like, you know, an extra half hour, 45 minutes of thought about like really honing a topic or honing a segment or or like thinking about what makes it good um, rather than like, you know, what number house is he on? But it's an interesting idea. <laughs> yes. OK, so so here's where they're related. I think this ties it together. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons you know, whatever, mid-50s, nine Malibu beach houses, doesn't have to work hard. I get it. Don't be arrogant with your takes then. Don't come out and say, CJ Sproud guaranteed guaranteed bust. Because his <laughs> name is CJ. Go on the podcast and say, yeah, I don't follow college football. I have no idea. Whatever. You know, that's the, that, I think that at the end of the day, because I think that ultimately is my biggest issue with him. The cockiness and arrogance have gone up and the knowledge has gone down. Yeah. You can have one, but both of them combined annoy me. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm grow like I'm, I'm growing to accept it, I guess. I mean, it sounds like you, like maybe you're not quite, quite there with me. Like I am, I am charmed by the things that are making you angry. And again, I'm not trying to like always high road and be like, I'm not angry, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Bill, like I thought that was extremely funny when Bill said, "Is like, have there been any good CJs?" I just, I don't, I don't see it. And it's well, like, yeah, and, and, I had fun with it for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, I, 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 I don't, I don't think it's like, like his the, the the state he's in now is like entertaining to me in a different way. I mean, it's it's not as good as we as as we've kind of made thoroughly clear here, but. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that alienated by the guy, I guess. Um, I mean, certainly he's in a fucking different tax bracket than I am, but that's, I mean, like in terms of like the way, in terms of the way I consume the content. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, a slight attitude adjustment would be good. Um, all right. So some of the other things that we, that you wanted to hit on, um, any, yeah, anything on any given Wednesday and or <laughs> any given Wednesday monologue. Yeah, we don't we we don't have to this is this this also uh, gets talked about a lot. We don't have to belabor it. Um it is a fun topic. It is a fun one. I mean, I I I cue that up every time. First of all, I do agree with Bill. Billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadiums. Um but one thing that like cuz like that get that's been meme to all hell at this point. One thing that I I was I watched it the other day, I think probably cuz you posted it. One thing I completely forgot is that he says, I believe we should ban the DH. And he says this in a list of a bunch of other things. He says like long putters, which I've heard him, which I've heard him talk about before and then something else. But like, and I, I don't mean to take like this stupid marketing copy as gospel, but he was elsewhere in the monologue stating things that he actually believes riffing on the major league or or excuse me, the uh, Bull Durham uh, monologue. And so is 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 there any is there any 
maybe that just got passed. Maybe that was weirdly edited or something. There's no way Bill wants to wants to day on the DH. This is a moot point now because it never because it's it, it's gone. But or was he just throwing anything at the wall to see what stuck for the show? Maybe, but that's not the case with almost anything else. I mean, I guess you could say it. It also that reminded me of. Um, we can kind of just, I don't know, quick hitters here or something. Because, yeah, the any given, I mean, the any given Wednesday thing was like, a, I, ha- I don't really have anything unique to say on it that hasn't been said already. But I did have something for you. Do you remember this is like um, what, what I consider to be an uh, overlooked Bill Fantasy Sports take? And it's related to the DH thing, which is why I'm bringing it up. Because he's, he's famously in an AL Keeper League. And it was many years ago. He probably had Matthew Barry or Jonah, or Jonah Carry on. Yikes. Um, and, uh, they were, they were talking about, um, they were talking about Bill's fantasy, Bill's AL keeper league team. And somebody, I I think Barry said, well, you know, most people do play in leagues where you, uh, draft from both leagues and, you know, the AL and NL. And I, and I remember it clear as day. It would be very difficult to find, but I remember it clear as day. Bill, Bill scoffed and went, mixed leagues. Come on be serious or something like that. So like, we all know the, the, the snake draft uh, versus auction booger eaters debate. And that gets like pounded into the ground, but that is out there. Some enterprising Bill Simmons historian who knows more than me needs to find the like scoffing at my God, the gall of, of being in a fantasy baseball league where you draft from both leagues, crazy stuff. I haven't played fantasy baseball in years, but like, uh, uh, I don't know if you have any memory of that. I don't. Um, I used to play fantasy baseball. I haven't played it in many years like yourself, but correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it harder to play in a league with more players? I would. Well, no, because you Well, no. I mean, I think the argument is that it's harder because you like like if you're only drawing from one league. It's like a shallower talent. I I don't know. I don't really want to like spend a ton of time on this, but like because it's like a like. Well, and his was like a keeper league too. So I think they drafted like minor leaguers and stuff. So it was more like a I guess, dynasty thing. But the point is like, I, like I, I've literally never heard anybody make such a take, but uh, except him that one time. And I don't follow like the fantasy baseball community or whatever. Well, this is because the, the world revolves around Bill Simmons, right? If, <laughs> if his family or his friends are into something, then it's the biggest thing in the world that week. Yeah. It's like, yes, somebody told me and it was like, it was almost certainly one of my kids. 100%. Like, um, so uh, a, a, a per your Twitter account, y- you are not the biggest Nathan Hubbard fan. Is that correct? Oh, my God. I, I, I cannot deal with the guy. <laughs> I don't like I don't have like it's, it's just really weird. I mean, first of all, like just the 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 ticket master, like being the CEO of Ticketmaster is just like I mean, I know Bill's like the, the other thing and we haven't even t- touched on this, but like the like drifting into the C- the CEO slash tech circles and like taking these guys who I'm not saying like there are zero smart people in tech. I mean, obviously that's not true, but like taking like, it's just like bland platitudes about business or strategy and things like that. Like, I don't know. I, I have no interest in that. I almost never listen to those like full stop. Um, but then Hubbard is like bled into the, and the stuff I'm trying to listen to. And he's just got, he's got extremely weird tweets about Taylor Swift for a man of his demographic. Um, yeah, can and, I can I read one of them? Because I have, yeah, I, have um, I think I know which one you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. So um so this was this was a conversation between us, actually. So okay. I I said uh this is from August. I said um something about Nathan Hubbard, and then you commented 
with a quote tweet of one of his tweets. He said, this man is almost 50 years old, and this is the Nathan <laughs> Hubbard. Her hair is the story of the tour. It's hilariously unmanageable, constantly in her face, and she's told every five minutes in her ear to brush it away. They have a 70-yard high-def screen as a stage, a BB-8 from Star Wars filming, but don't have the tech to keep her hair in place. Listen, I, you know, it's people are passionate about lots of different things. I do get it. And I'm not saying everybody's got to have the same opinions that I do about, about the things. I don't, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. I don't, I, I listen to like the, the, the songs that go on the radio and all that stuff. But like, th there's something so, so strange to me about like engaging with this person in this way. And I know we're saying it on the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> maybe we're, maybe we're rooking ourselves here, Tribe, but um because i started out i think i made the taylor swift analogy when we began but i don't know i think hubbard's weird um and uh and that's fine like people can all be weird but like when he's popping up on on the uh you know when he's when he's intruding on on a segment with one of the best guests house uh as 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 one of the worst as you know bringing in some of the worst stuff um leaves a sour taste in my mouth but you know what's funny about though i'm looking at this tweet right now he actually has taylor swift fans agreeing with him in the comments Oh, I mean, but the well, that is the the veracity of the claim. It's not my issue. It's that the it's that the claim is like a point of discussion for this dude at all. And again, he's got he's clearly interested. He's got his own Taylor Swift podcast, uh, and that's fine. I just think it's like I just think it's really weird. That's all. I mean, I it's, that's not an eloquent take, but I mean, I don't even know. Wait, so th this even got even worse because I I just looked at the quote tweets. So he he quote tweets himself. Oh boy. On this three days later, he goes, We are only in Evermore. She refuses to let this be a dead show. Has talked about how they had the pedal to the floor for the show five out of six, three times. She already looks like Ratatouille. This is the best. What? I mean, she I would already even look like Ratatouille. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I mean, that's one I would I would love to make a like a funny comment on but i truly don't understand what he means <laughs> like is he she looks he like i mean does he mean the does he mean the the like is he referencing the film ratatouille a lot of people think the rat's name is ratatouille is he saying he looks like the rat his name is remy by the way yeah, or is I he got, saying no, she looks for you man or is she or is he saying that she looks like the dish the actual like roasted vegetable dish i don't know i i uh, that's not the guy i mean the guy the it's i have i have nothing it's a you i i'm looking at it like i was just going by the zone i it's 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 very strange behavior yeah it's bad yeah but yeah, to your point i mean why why does this man have these takes it's uh it's very questionable and i don't mean to like i, I and i'm not i'm not suggesting anything like lewd either i, re I really want to be clear about that i'm not i'm not doing i'm not i'm not doing that and people can engage with things however they want but like it's i mean like I think we all agree, like, regardless of how you feel about this pop star, like, when people get into, like, the numerology and, like, the hidden meanings and all that, like, I, I feel comfortable saying that that is for a younger vintage of person, like, to kind of, like, you know, like, to, to use that as, like, a gateway to, like, understand how they know their, their, like, idol better or something. And he just should know better, I suppose, but maybe he doesn't. Yeah. All right, a couple more um, to finish it off, maybe. So yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, this has gone by. I mean, this is I, we blinked and it was an hour forty. So, um, I mean, when talking about Bill Simmons, this happens because I know, I know, such an inter- interesting guy to talk about. So l- let me do these two, and then if you think we need to hit anything else after this, let me know. Um, so hot Bill takes that you actually <laughs> agree with. So yes. You, so you have one that you agree with of his. Yes, because they're, you know, we've been, uh, we've been, you know, just we've been doing the LeBron and Wade full court pass dunk on Bill all, uh, you know, like That's for true. the better part As of like, we do a lot now. of this podcast. That's part. Yeah, of but I want to throw I want to give him some flowers here because and this speaks to my own kind of sports biases because um, I am not a huge fan of college sports. Um, I didn't grow up um, in a place where that was like a huge part of the culture in the South and things like that. Um, so, and, and, and nor did I go to, nor did I attend a college where it was a big part of the culture either, which is when a lot of people get into it and that's fine. Um, and, and it doesn't appeal to me on an aesthetic level. College football can be fun. Cause I think of it as like an incubator for ideas that get executed in the pro level. Whereas, um, uh, college basketball is like borderline unwatchable. But anyway, um, the take that I agree with that Bill dusts off here and there is that college coaches are definitively playing in the kiddie pool um, when compared to the pros. And I and it, it, this is not always true, but it can be true that they're cowards for not wanting to actually come up and play with the big boys. That's 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 the take generally. And I do agree with it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, ultimately, y- you want to be at the top of your profession, right? So. That yeah, makes total sense I, to me. yeah, and it's just and it's 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 a different job, and I do acknowledge that, but it's because it's like it, and then the other thing that really just bugs me, and this is definitely true, it's true in football and basketball, but just like since the players are always cycling out, like the coach becomes like the program, like in in the like instances of like a you know Mike Shashevsky or you know you know Bo you know Bo Beckler Bo-Shem-Bech, years ago or whatever it might be, and it's just like you do have to be good at recruiting. Like, obviously you have to be good at that. But then it's like, when you get, when you're coaching basketball, if you've done that part of the job, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of on autopilot there. But uh, anyway, that's one that Bill, that Bill uh, throws out there every once in a while. And I'm quick to defend it. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat on that one. If anyone's still listening. Look, he, he does have some good takes. Um, He's got it. Yeah. (laughs) He used to have a lot more. He still has some good ones. So we'll give him a little bit, but you know, I, I view like I, I had on for people that that are still listening. I mean, maybe you've listened to the I think it was episode uh, 25 or it, yeah, episode 25. Maybe had the definitive four hour career retrospective of Bill Simmons. And so that that was great to look back on all his accomplishments. So we're not diminishing Bill Simmons accomplishments. The man no. the man has done so much for the world of sports and sports media. So. No, no hate. We're just we're analyzing the critical analysis version of Bill Simmons, just like Bill Simmons would do to his past idols uh, when he was younger. So that's that's the that's the message of the pod. Okay, so another one um, you said you want to revisit Bill's takes about regular seasons being devalued. Yeah. um, And this is this is good because it's also gets to like it's a it's a bill take, but. Um, also just kind of core, like the way it's about the way we are, are, are consuming sports now. So first of all, this did come up in the famous money grab, uh, monologue, which we already talked about, um, which 
oddly enough, like didn't mention money between the beginning and the end of it, even though like obviously this stuff is related to money. Um, you know, I think the debate is more about like the way ch the, the changing way that we engage with it. And like you have to like, you know, he's he went he was like clearly very mad online about how the regular season is meaningless. And I just don't understand. And he's not the only one. There was a lot of that going on in the baseball playoffs, which is which is what prompted him to, to put this on. But I want to talk about the sports individually because they're different enough. I don't really know what 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 people are trying to convey when they say the regular season is meaningless, because the, the meaning is it's a sport. And if you like the sport, then you watch it like that's it's a game that I enjoy watching. And then the regular season brings us to the postseason. And then the postseason is a different most almost always more intense version of that same sport. And it gives us the champion. Um, now, Bill made a lot of noise in that monologue about how the Heat were a middling team who then got hot and clowned over everybody in the Eastern Conference, including the Celtics. And he felt that that was weird and it didn't feel representative of the season. And I just like don't I don't understand when people I don't understand when people engage with with sports like that, like like the idea that every occurrence of a regular season must inform the champion that is eventually crowned. is just like that's like so unserious to me. And it's not even a good example in the basketball case because the heat. Yes, that was fluky and and definitely strange. But then they got flattened by the by the team on the other side of the bracket. That was one of the best teams in the league all year. So and then the other the other part of that is um we were all we've all been around long enough to know that like when Durant went to the Warriors people were people were saying the opposite they were like this is stupid because we all know who's gonna win and and that's dumb and I I didn't really agree with that extreme either I think it was just it's just it's just a fact of the way the game is um I don't know I have a, the, the baseball thing is is also related but I'll let you respond to that because the the playoff structures are so different that I, they do need to be discussed differently so may, maybe if if I do take Bill's side a bit, which which I think I, I I might. So maybe it's more of not that it doesn't matter because of course every game matters to the extent that it's on the schedule. But maybe it's that at least with the NFL, you feel like each team is playing a hundred percent every game, may except week seventeen or week sure. eighteen now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think with the NBA, you do get that impression that, yeah, I mean, if, if stars are playing 65 games, they're essentially saying it's more important for me to be more well-rested for the playoffs than it is to play in these 15 regular season games, which I would say does devalue the regular season. So I think maybe that's the NBA angle. Whereas I think the... The MLB angle probably is just that people weren't happy that <laughs> supposedly the best teams didn't make it, to which I would say, I mean, like, yeah, when the Red Sox won in 2004, they just got hot at the right time. So they, it, when baseball has decided – you can take an issue with baseball, but when, base, when baseball decides the construction or the complexion of the playoffs, yeah, they are, they are saying that whatever team gets hot and has a good team for a short series – can win and i i think it it is what it is like if if you want to go back to two teams from each league like we can do that too but yeah about that as well 
Well, and then the 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 sort of subplot of the of the baseball half of that monologue from Bill is that I mean, let's be real. The guy's a closet Dodgers fan at this point. 100%. I mean, I mean, I mean, clearly. I mean, 100%. that was the other thing. That's the other reason I want to talk about this. But, um, I, I mean, you know, that that's just a, like um, whether you think that's whether you whether you think whether you think volatility in the playoffs is good or bad is a matter of taste, I suppose. Now, I do understand that if you let more teams in, you're increasing volatility. But something like a a take I saw a lot, in fact, most prominently from a uh, former Grantlander, Ronnie Gisarelli, who is a, a very smart guy and a very thoughtful baseball writer. Um, he was really mad when like all three of the 100 win teams like went down. I think they all collectively won one game. And his worry was that, you know, if it is that it incentivizes teams not to spend. And you see that a lot and that they will settle for mediocrity Um and, and that that's bad for the game. And it, it, that could be true. And I would, I, as a fan would be against that. I don't think that's how teams should be run. I think you should be trying your hardest to construct a good roster. But I think that like, like the Diamondbacks, for example, won 84 games. Um, and they made the playoffs by one game over the Cubs and I'm a Cubs fan. So I was pissed. Um, but, but I think, I think trying to land at winning like mid to upper 80s number of games and like hope you don't get nudged out by the many other teams that like the law of like averages says there will be is like extremely difficult and not replicable. And so I think the incentive is still there for you to actually build a good team and hope and hope for and hope for the best once the playoffs roll around. For example, this never works in the opposite direction. Like the Dodgers who Bill is pretending not to love, and they've been burned the hardest here, right? Like, I've, I've lost count of how many 100-win seasons they've had that flame out in the playoffs, often in dramatic fashion. But that misfortune has not stopped them from being aggressive. They keep spending, they keep trading, they keep flipping prospects, and they keep going for it. Same for the Phillies. They got hot, they lost the pennant, and they signed Trey Turner to, like, the richest shortstop contract uh, on the market when there were, like, four huge shortstops to get. I just think it's all overstated. Um, and then of course, like it's all related to money. And then Bill like went on this half formed, uh, like, like, like he didn't actually say the thing where it's like, all yeah. Also more playoff games equals more revenue. And he's like, I can tell you what though, it's a fucking money grab. He's mad about the Dodgers is all I wanted to say, <laughs> but I don't know. And, yeah, we... and, and baseball was really fun to watch this year, by the way, I watched more casual like baseball than I have in years, but, and my team was middling. Well, and, and Bill was in on the season for a week. Couple weeks. No, a couple weeks. Come on. Uh <laughs> on uh, on on some random uh, Red Sox heater. Yeah. That was he he called the top of the Red Sox season. That was so great. Um yes. <laughs> very good news for us. Celtics just lost hey. to the three and nine Charlotte Hornets, now four and nine. Bill in shambles. Uh what was the uh what was the Tatum box score? So Tatum did great, but Jalen Brown terrible. Jalen oh, Brown okay. was five of seventeen. The uh, the uh, nine hundred million dollar man. I'm I'm exaggerating, obviously. Uh, okay, well, I mean, Bill 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 back on suicide watch, I guess, or or, or you know, Celtics watch. I don't know. The thing is, they they do look pretty damn good this year. I right? know. Well, that's that, that and oh yeah, that's why I meant to bring that. That's why I brought that up before. I mean, they they do look awesome, and I don't. It actually makes me mad, but. Uh, Anyway, for, for one night, we are kings and we can do that. We can do the we can do the uh, the overreactions as well, Bill. 
Celtics suck. Uh, blow it up. Trade everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know what's, what's funny? I was looking back at some of his Digital City Boston articles, mm-hmm. and this is when the te- the Boston teams were still pretty bad. And he may have been even more insufferable as a, <laughs> as a lowly fan. Because, Wallowing. Yeah. So do you remember? So th- the dude has always been obsessed with uh, like Pete Carroll. He was calling Pete Carroll Frito uh, all the time for apparently doing so poorly with the Patriots. Dude, P- Pete Carroll's record with the Patriots is fine. Yeah, he went to Super Bowl. I mean, about. yeah, yeah. So I, so he... I, I think he was one of those guys prior prior to the Boston teams winning. He was not happy even if they were playoff-esque teams. And <laughs> yes. he was like a huge hater if they were 500. Yeah, That's well, you... That's I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you wonder to what extent you're um, like being informed by like the the you know, whether he was like finding his voice and feeling like he had to do that, but he still rips on football coaches like that are we, as we said, like an hour ago that he's still ripping on coaches that are doing the job at a much higher level than he can probably ever um, fully grasp. But yeah, he's when, when, when even like decent results are in front of him and obviously like, I'm not saying Bill himself would say this, the like meathead sports fan reaction to that is like, well, you know, you, you have to demand greatness, you know, at all times. I'm just like much more chill that way now. I don't really like, I, obviously it's fun when your teams are good i'm not like trying to like go galaxy brain there but you know i'm i'm grateful for what i can get these days yeah Yeah. um all right man do we need to cover anything else we've gone through a lot uh no i think we're i think we're good we don't leave some we don't leave some meat on the bone too um but uh yeah man this was fun i um i hope uh I hope it's uh, useful for someone i don't know i'm still you you know more about it than i do I'd, i'd i'd love to meet or, or, or listen to people who listen to this but uh um i hope it was i hope it was uh very enlightening for everyone out there no dude we get uh, we get serious listens like, i saw you i saw you uh, uh rolling out some numbers down there yeah 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 we got the the last two episodes that i did with the guest should have 500 listens uh, each listen so, something to build on you know. there's there's people out there that that truly like this so 500 yeah yeah so, All right, hey. so yeah, let uh, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find because I I think you you might be a good person for this. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a, an old cousin Sal and Bill guess the lines from like 2008 or something. Yeah, I'll I'll find a good one, and then I'll I'll broach it maybe to you and maybe some others and say, hey, if you're interested in comparing and contrasting, right, like take a drive for Thanksgiving sure, or sure, sure. You know, when you're on the plane, if, if anybody's got half an hour, just listen to it. And then I think that would be so interesting. Cause I, I really do feel like it could be eye opening compared to, cause it's one of those things, right? Like people always make those, you know, it's like the, it's like the iPhone. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to land the plane here. Uh, <laughs> You can do it, man. Plan this now. We're, but, into, we're, we're, we're past. We're in hour three now, technically. Yes. Yeah, but but basically, like you've got. Okay, in 2023, you have an iPhone in your pocket that allows you to access the internet at lightning speed. But in 2005, if you had told someone that could happen, they might kind of be like, "Oh, people are on their phones all the time, all day, like all that stuff." 
there you could pull up a video anytime you want to. It's just that stuff happens gradually. So I think what's happened is we've gradually gotten worse and worse and worse guest alliance pods. <laughs> and so I think when, when we when we go to the source, when we go back to the OGs, I think it's gonna be fucking lightning quick. I think it's gonna be entertaining, even if you don't know the the season. Right. You're, you're maybe you're diving in midstream, you know. Maybe even listen to one of those playoff playoff uh you know extravaganzas. Yeah, it's a good one. I I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept. I won't. I'm not going to commit on air here, but I am intrigued by the concept. And you can we can we can talk about it. It'll be good. Yeah, no, that would be fun. You know what actually would be you know what actually even beyond this, or maybe it would be this. It would be a re-listenable of Bill and Aaron Shots claiming that the Patriots had. 99% chance of winning the Super Bowl and they were undefeated. Do you oh, remember that right. one? I, I, it definitely rings a bell. I'm positive I listened to it because I was, I was listening to, to, I, I didn't miss an episode back then. Um, but was, did Shots say that like as an actual, like, well, I, so I think it's a realistic. Well, uh, well, that's why we, yeah, we got to go to the tape clearly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to your point. Uh, no, I think yeah. they were both Patriots fans, and they were right, both, right, right. They were both saying like, "Yeah, this is a slam dunk. Patriots yeah, are going to yeah, win." Yeah. yeah, well, we know how that turned out. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll think about that. But dude, I really appreciate the time. I mean, anybody taking uh, two hours out of their time to talk Bill Simmons, highly appreciate it. And um, yeah, any uh, any closing final words here, or uh, should we uh, should we put a bow in this? No, I mean, it was it was uh, it was tremendous fun. Thanks so much for having me, man. And uh, I, I, I guess I, I, I will leave you with a good job by you. Cheers. I can't I can't do the voice, even though I would. But um, <laughs> final point. Big thanks to Alex. And I, as I've been saying on, on pods lately, I implore you, if you've listened this far, <laughs> a, a, you need to check out the subreddit. But B, give us a five star review. You know, if you made it this far, give us a five star review. Say you like the pod. It will help discovery. And like, frankly, what, what we want is I want Bill Simmons to start listening to this podcast. So if we can <laughs> get the reviews up and the ra- rankings up and get it higher up in the algo, it's going to pop into Bill Simmons's world. And then, heck, maybe uh, maybe the ringer bias buys the pod out. Who knows? I would sell out to Bill Simmons if he gave me a sports media pod. <laughs> it's good to have goals, Tribe, and I'm glad to uh, <laughs> glad to be a part of the lore. Now, now the sub. Oh, Ch- Ch- Tribe wants to do a pod for the Ringer. Oh my, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. You you it? walked you walked straight into that. Yeah. What 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 kind of ombudsman are you? Yeah. But if if they're the jokes in them, if they've listened this far. But all right, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the time. Highly appreciated. Uh, would love to do it again with you, and uh, we'll see you around the sub. All right. Take care. All right. Cheers.